number 197 from August of 2022, Twists and Turns. At the end of June 2022, I will have been the pastor of the Lutheran Church of Our Blessed Savior for 18 years, which doesn't hardly seem possible. Secretary Marilyn checked the records and informed me that Pastor Fred Hubert holds the longest tenure as pastor at 18 years and two weeks. And so now I'm going for the record. I have also been the pastor at St. John Lutheran for eight years, which is surprising too. These milestones started me thinking back on my career and the unlikely twists and turns that it has taken. I knew that I wanted to be a Lutheran minister in the sixth grade. I can't tell you exactly how I knew that. I just felt that it was something important and I should do it. I suppose that is what is meant by the divine call. But what I had envisioned in sixth grade was not at all how things turned out. Everything was going along as planned through prep school and college, but when I got to seminary, that is when my plans took a dirt road. There was the Missouri Synod controversy, which led to the seminary in exile, and we were all told that if we didn't knuckle under, there would be no churches for us when we graduated. This is a pretty big threat, because when you put in 20 years of religious training, you kind of want to do that ministerial work. And the threat turned out to be real because there were no churches for most of us when we graduated. I ended up working on the farm with my dad for half a year as a sort of way of marking time. Then I received a call to be the part-time minister of a split-off mission congregation in Jamestown, North Dakota, which is not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. I accepted immediately. I found a job working in building construction as my other job beside the parish with the son of one of our members. I did this construction job 44 hours a week and then took care of the congregation the rest of my time. The North Dakota State Hospital just happens to be located in Jamestown and it is the only state hospital in the state and is a large psychiatric and chemical dependency hospital. I had tried to become an addiction counselor intern before because I was interested in this field, but they said since I had that church, I wouldn't be able to do this because it was a very full-time internship. And I was really looking to get indoors somewhere because construction in the winter is not pleasant in North Dakota. The opportunity came when there was an opening in the chaplaincy training program in this same hospital, and the Lutheran supervisor didn't care if I had a church part-time. When he asked what part of the hospital I would like to do my chaplaincy work in, I said, I wanted chemical dependency. He said, fine, nobody else wants it. Once I became the chaplain intern for chemical dependency, I was sitting in on groups, doing lectures on spirituality, and listening to the moral inventories. The director then said he thought I could do the internship since I was kind of already doing it, and I could become a certified addiction counselor. I then worked at the outpatient clinic at the end of this internship, and I resigned as the pastor of the church because the church had grown enough to support a full-time pastor, and they called another Seminex grad. One day, I saw a chaplaincy newsletter that had job opportunities listed. One position was for a spiritual care counselor, which required chaplaincy training, addiction counselor certification, and parish experience. I said to my wife, 
They must be looking for me. And so they were. We moved to Muncie and worked in the new treatment center. As the years went by, I switched from one area to the next, depending on if insurance was pay going to pay for it or it generated revenue or not. I switched from strictly uh, addiction counselor to nicotine dependency counselor, and then finally slid over to become the hospital chaplain. I was very fortunate to have the varied training that I had so that I could stay one step ahead of unemployment. Then one day, I received a call from Dick Zarcy, who was the president of Our Blessed Savior, and he asked if I could fill in and lead services for a few Sundays until their interim pastor arrived. Now, I was not on any pulpit supply list, and thus I was so surprised that he called that I said yes. And later, I was offered the position of pastor, and I have been here, as I said, for 18 years since. In the meantime, I was the vacancy pastor for St. John Lutheran, and they asked if I could be the part-time minister there too, and I have been there for eight years. And this is how I wound up back in the parish, kind of by accident. I give you all of this history to demonstrate that you never know what the Lord has in store for you. My career has not turned out at all the way that I thought it would. My six-word memoir to describe myself would be not exactly what I had planned. I would like to tell you that this was all because I was very faithful and accepted all of God's plans along the way, but that would certainly be romancing the truth. For the most part, I've just been bouncing from pillar to post, not really knowing what would turn up next. I certainly did not anticipate all the twists and turns that my life and career would take, and it is only when I look in the rearview mirror that I can clearly see the hand of God leading me here and shoving me there. I wish I had been less concerned about where I thought I should be going and more concerned about paying ten attention to the new thing that the Lord was laying in front of me. There's an old saying that goes like this. If you want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. I'll bet the Lord has had some really good chuckles over me. But the thing that always comforts me is that I can see that no matter where I have gone and what I have done, the Lord has always been right there with me to see it through.